0: Here we are, not two days from uh, the announcement that Elon Musk has purchased Twitter and is taking it private and saving us all from leftist crybabies. (laughs) But no, now uh, we have the Department of Homeland Security uh, announcing that they're establishing a disinformation governance board. From uh, justthenews.com, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas on Wednesday told Congress that his agency has created a disinformation governance board. His announcement comes two days after Elon Musk reached a deal to purchase Twitter. Uh, Representative Lauren Underwood, Democrat from Illinois, asked Mayorkas what DHS was doing to combat the targeting of minorities in disinformation campaigns during a House Appropriations Committee hearing on Wednesday. Mayorkas said that DHS was establishing the board with Undersecretary for Policy Rob Silvers and Principal Deputy General Counsel Jennifer Gaskill as co-chairs. The goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. He said, Nina Jankowicz, who served as a disinformation fellow at the Wilson center, confirmed that she is serving as the board's executive director. So digging in to Nina Jankowitz reveals some interesting connections, uh, Maybe the most uh, interesting bit of information, though, is that apparently, according to some of these tweets um, that just went up today, she says, cat's out of the bag. Here's what I've been up to the past two months and why I've been a bit quiet on here. Honored to be serving in in the Biden administration, Department of Homeland Security, and helping shape our counter disinformation efforts so i've got a little video here from the wilson center the w- the woodrow wilson center uh you know the scummiest president we've ever had the one that signed the federal reserve act in 1913 and did hello us my all name to is nina jankwitz i'm a global hold
1: on nina the life of slavery about russian disinformation regarding the military buildup around ukraine Well, disinformation is part of the toolkit that russia is using to attempt to justify a military buildup around ukraine and a potential invasion coming down the pike so we've seen a couple of main narratives including allegations that ukraine is run by nazis that nato wants war in ukraine or that the U.S. military and energy industrial complexes are the ones who are egging for war, not Russia. And the facts on the ground are that Russia, of course, was the instigator of this conflict. So,
0: Well, hold on. I never heard anybody say that Russia was run by Nazis, uh, but they're definitely powered by Nazis because uh, it's been reported that the most... uh, brutal and capable fighters are of the Azov Battalion which is a unashamed neo-Nazi sect within Ukraine and this bothered Russia as i think it would bother America continuing
1: So in 2014, we saw a lot more inauthentic amplifiers that would be trolls and bots on the Russian side attempting to spread false narratives about Ukraine and the conflict.
0: Now, you also need to know that 2014 is when the Obama-Biden administration was uh, helping to facilitate regime change in Ukraine in the typical Western fashion, which is to uh, foment an insurrection via uh, established um, protesting groups and basically paid agitators. And and the same thing, I mean, just think the January 6th insurrection as uh, the mainstream media loves to refer to it. And she doesn't get into the details here in this video of of what the the disinformation about that event actually is or are. It's too far gone now. But we need to understand that this is what happened in 2014. And there's an active effort by the West and its leadership to keep it a secret. Even though it's not a very well-kept secret
1: in Ukraine. Now we're seeing a lot more top-down control of narratives. So narratives being seeded among Kremlin officials and then being shared through Russian state media, as well as Kremlin aligned media in the West or different influencers in the West. It's a lot less of the troll and bot scenario. Uh, The social media platforms have gotten pretty good at detecting them and a lot more coming from actual influencers and being shared organically around social media, whether that's on uh, platforms like TikTok. We're seeing a lot of uh, propaganda, certainly, or on closed platforms like Telegram.
0: So, see, she's already laying the groundwork for how they're going to run this, dis- this disinformation governance board. She's saying, oh, well, now it's not going to be so much trolls and bots, of course, because Elon Musk just bought Twitter and pledged that he's going to get rid of the trolls or he's going to get rid of the bots and verify that the humans are really humans. Or make sure that the, the humans are all verified. <clears throat> With this new strategy, she claims, this would give potentially this, this disinformation government's, governance board the power to just ban anybody that they don't like uh, under the pretext that they're a Russian agent, basically, spreading disinformation on behalf of the Kremlin or any government that they happen to have conflict with at that time.
1: So recently we saw the United States declassifying operations or intelligence that um, claimed that Russia was planning to sow a false flag attack to uh, have a have a pretext for its invasion of Ukraine Um, by by airing that intelligence by declassifying it and telling it to the United States its people and the media What the United States and its allies are hoping to do is really take the wind out of the sails of the Russian Federation and any other propaganda or disinformation that they might attempt to sow. And I think this has been a really good strategy so far. Um, It is a
0: clever answer to why Biden and the West were claiming that Russia was going to invade Ukraine
1: when you both Ukraine
0: and Russia were saying it wasn't going to happen.
1: Think about where it might be coming from and why you might be being manipulated. I think what Putin wants in this scenario is to maintain his sphere of influence in uh, Central and Eastern Europe. He has always been extremely against former members of the Soviet and Union. And then who knows? Who knows about Warsaw any of this junk? Joining it's, NATO, it's
0: joining NATO. Where, who, who knows where this information is actually coming from? But anyway, this is the new uh, uh, executive in charge of the uh, taxpayer funded disinformation governance board and um she's a partisan hack i watched a few other videos belonging to her here's uh some of her comments on no let's see i don't like this one there was a better one elsewhere um damn i'm bad at this (laughs) anyway the the gist of it was uh you know she she was in fact behind attempting to discredit the hunter biden laptop story i don't know if she was one of the 51 officials that signed their name saying that it's definitely disinformation um but she did say that that the hunter biden laptop should be viewed as a as a trump campaign apparatus um basically not outright lying but doing what these people do deceiving and disinforming and now here she is the uh the lead uh, personality, I guess, on this disinformation governance board. But what really interests me is how this was already being planned. Allegedly. It would behoove them to say that it had been in the works for months before Elon Musk eventually took over. But how, what reason at all do we have to actually believe that? I don't really see any. I have no reason to believe any of these people. They say they're focusing on Russian disinformation and migration. Some, uh, where's the, where's the. Fucking, oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I, <laughs> I've lowered my standards to being a PG-13 now. Which means I can say the F word one time. And the S word a few times, I think. I don't know how it works. I'm not a professional. Focused specifically on irregular migration and Russia. I don't know what that means. I don't know what irregular migration means is that a technical term is that how it data is moved around or 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 the the flow of of the information the whole point is the more confusing the topic is the easier it is for the leadership to lie about it they're saying oh no this is just to combat russian disinformation but then you hear her say Oh no, they got new strategies now. Well, they're they'll pay an influencer to seed a narrative. So then they just have carte blanche and they can ban whoever they want. Oh my goodness, I'm looking at my Twitter right now. Is Alex Jones back? He's trending. There is a no. There's an at, okay, at underscore Alex Jones 94. I don't think this is actually Alex Jones, though. The picture, it's not his picture. It can't possibly. But that's kind of exciting. Not to do another show on Twitter. I can't tell if I actually notice any dif- <laughs> any difference or if it's just uh, uh, psychosomatic. But I know I've gotten quite a few more followers lately, as I've heard a lot of the other uh, conservative personalities claiming lots of new followers. Um, I still haven't seen a new terms of service. I believe there's still potential that the deal falls through. Um, But again, I'm I'm. I kind of want to hold on to it because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid there's only bad news to come. I guess, I guess it's the bad news that gets the clicks, but I don't, I don't like hearing the, what, what they call the black pilled uh, positions on everything, which is basically uh, we're all screwed and we're never going to actually change anything uh in in a positive way you know with any kind of efficiency it just doesn't feel good to think about the very real possibility that that is what's going on here because i feel like whoever is operating this administration is very effectively camouflaging what it what they're doing behind the scenes. I mean, sure, the information is out there. I don't have any deep connections into federal politics, but it's hundreds of millions of dollars every day to Ukraine that just seems to not have any effects. Ukraine is still in dire need of more and more assistance i now have uh breaking news to report no one is trying to break into my house let my wife know yeah i had to take a little pause and go check under the bed figuratively speaking but i can't really be too hard on her there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world And as inflation rises and supply chain issues persist, the uh, poverty line rises and people living in poverty are desperate and they do desperate things. And this is why I was... uh, listening to someone talk about racial profiling and i thought it's not really racial profiling it's more of uh income profiling when i was in my teens a lot of the cars i drove were piles of junk and i've noticed In my adulthood, a lot of the cars I see pulled over on the side of the road aren't exactly in the best shape all the time. Now I know, or I presume, that officers will pull over young kids to kind of get them, you know, crate trained, as Adam Carolla likes to call it. But I feel like if you're a black person and you feel like you're being racially profiled, you might take pause and consider that there's cops in more than just black neighborhoods. Of course. But it's the poor people that they want to pull over. Not necessarily the poor people, but the, middle class, lower middle class, the people that they can, because a cop, no, no, no officer, at least very, very few officers would say, yeah, I want to be a cop so I can drive my cruiser around all day and just pull people over and write them tickets. That sounds like the best job ever. No, like you wanted to bust criminals when you were thinking about being a cop when you were a little kid, you know, and that's what you wanted to be when you grew up you wanted to to get the bad guys but no you're now you're you're a beat cop and you got to write some tickets you got to extract some money out of the population so who are you gonna what wh- who who gives you your best shot at getting that getting that job done for yourself like it it doesn't it's irrelevant about whether the ticket gets paid or not, what the judgment ends up being, because that's out of your hands. But if, as a police officer, if you're, you're not doing your job, if you're not pulling people over and writing them tickets, and if you can write that big fine at the bottom of the ticket, well, that's kudos for you, right? So who are you going to pull over? you going to pull over the guy with the junker car that's got the taillight burnout, that's got the expired registration, and maybe a suspended driver's license, and probably no car insurance, right? That doesn't mean you're black. It doesn't mean you're Hispanic. It just means you're poor. And this country loves poor people. Because poor people can be desperate. And they can be dependent. And then, if you're a politician, it's just a matter of appealing to their needs, appealing to their dependency. Yeah, I'll, I'll raise your food stamp benefits. I'll do this and that. I'm, I don't know if you remember, but there was a time when Donald Trump suspended the income tax and then he started making comments about maybe making it a permanent suspension of the income tax if he gets reelected. And I was talking to a few people, and they said, he needs to be real careful about that. Because that could be construed as an attempt to buy votes. Now, of course, you could make an argument for almost every politician trying to buy votes. Because they make claims like, oh, they're going to forgive student loan debt or they're going to raise the minimum, the federal minimum wage. But none of that is ever going to happen because they want you poor. They want you poor and dependent so that they can appeal to that aspect of your livelihood and coerce you into voting for them. Yeah, they're cunning. They're smart. Not only that, but the, it, it it having a large population living below the poverty line means cheap labor for the corporations, too. You got to eat. You got to feed your kids. You got to take any job you can get. $5 an hour, $4 an hour. There's people working long hours for a lot less than that in other countries. You know, the average global income is less than $20,000 a year, American dollars. I think, I think we're a long way from equity in that regard. But the point is, poor people are dependent people. Poor people are manipulatable. Gullible. Gullible. But most of all, they're cheap and inconsequential. You'll work for peanuts, you'll get on food stamps, and then you'll want to protect that welfare that you're receiving. And the Democrats view this as a way to get more votes. That's why they're the party of handouts. It'll never happen. If they forgive your student loan debt, that frees up more income for for you, which means you become more independent. They raise that minimum wage. That means you got more disposable income, which means you're more dependent or you're, (laughs) you're more independent. And if you're more independent, that means you require fewer social programs, which means the Democrats have fewer objects to entice you into voting for them. And that's what, Politics in our country has become all about. Just saying whatever you can say and doing whatever you can do to secure the next election for yourself so that you can remain in power. And this is what the corporations want too. That's why they find the manipulatable, there's got to be a better word than that, but that's the one I'm using right now, damn it politicians that can be bought politicians that have influence that's why nancy pelosi and mitch mcconnell have been in office for as many years as they have not because they're doing such great things for their constituents have you seen san francisco god damn but that's who the politicians are working for not us I'll be back. Goodbye.